0: Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul here on on New Zealand Sport Radio. And uh, yes, another round of Super Rugby in the bag. Well, a kind of partial round because, again, we've had another game, unfortunately, um, postponed uh, and in both Super Rugby, both Super Rugby Pacific and Super Rugby Alpaki. But uh, we'll talk about both of those. We've also got some Six Nations been happening, so I have a chat about that um, as well uh, during the uh, show today. And uh, joining me to go through all of that kind of news um, is uh, Mr. Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, Paul. Running a little bit late uh, joining the show this evening, mate. But hey,
2: I made it always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the uh, TDM.
0: Oh, well, that's, uh, I must yes, I was thinking, am I going to be doing this alone um, again? But no, we decided that actually, uh, no, but you, 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 you jumped in at the last second there. Um, not just, uh, but uh, not in the uh, Northland hoodie this something the Northland uh, rugby jacket. Wow. Boy, you've been uh, you've been getting the old merch in the in the old post, haven't you? Uh yeah, a bit, a bit of an old
2: one this one, mate. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I
2: only got this this year, mate. So it's only a
0: couple of months old. So you're getting all the gets all the freebies from north <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> mate. Carl, this is probably because he's been out to watch some um, under twenties uh, 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 blues cup kind of action. Did you, you get to see any at the weekend?
2: um no i i can't say i did Paul. i was pretty much uh pretty pretty much stuck at home for the weekend so uh but i did uh take the opportunity to watch a lot of the stuff that was on the box
0: yes and there was an awful lot of rugby on the uh, on the box um let's uh, uh let's be honest um this weekend i swear i was uh, kind of watching as well um as i had my daughters this weekend so um i i didn't get to see all of the games in full um but uh, yeah still saw a, um, a whole chunk of them, um, as well as uh, getting to go to the end of last week, I went to, went to the Super Rugby Alpake, um opening game uh, between um, the Chiefs and Massa 2, um, which I'm finding extremely difficult to, uh, to say. Sorry, folks, my dyslexia means I find uh, all sorts of words really difficult to say. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yes, so uh, I got to see um, that game at the weekend. And um, so, uh, is there, um, how many teams do you think have actually won a game if, uh, of Super Rugby women's um, level, as far as New Zealand goes anyway? How many teams have won a game? Probably just hmm. one. Yep, so the Chiefs beat the Blues last year. The Chiefs beat Matter two, two. Yeah. in the uh, warm up game, and they beat them in the opening game as well. So, There'll be three games now at some super rugby kind of level, if you include pre-season games uh, here in New Zealand. And they've all been won by one team. Um, So I did ask Alan Bunting if uh, they went into this week's, into tomorrow's game against the Hurricanes as as, as big favourites. And and he was like, well, we haven't seen the Hurricanes yet, so we don't know, do we? Um, And I'm like, well, (laughs) that's because they've not been training. (laughs) They've all been (laughs) shutting their own hotel rooms. (laughs) So they've had no training. You've won all the games you've ever played. I think you're going as heavy favourites, um, Stephen.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, very, very, very much so. Talk about playing it down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's two games tomorrow, folks. Um, we've got the uh, Chiefs um, versus the Hurricanes at uh, three thirty-five, uh, followed by the uh, Blues versus Mataatu, um, uh, uh, at uh, seven oh five. Um, so. Um, do check both those out, obviously both on um, Sky Sports, I don't think they are putting these ones on Prime as well, like they did uh, the other game on, on Free to Wear um, but obviously they're on Sky Sports, I will be at both those games, um, so um, do look out for those and um, I'm just going to share a, a little clip of uh, some uh, post-match uh, um, stuff from, uh, fr- from the game um, at, uh, at, the, at the weekend this game I want to play
1: straight away because
2: it's so exciting
0: so yeah, you can see there, Portia Woodman um, really excited um, and uh, wanting to play straight away again. She's so excited. So um, you that, can, really uh, was, that really sorry? was a little clip. <laughs> oh, that was a very tiny clip. Yes, um, uh, but the um, and we also uh, obviously had the um, the first ever um, uh, try to be uh, scored back down to Taupo is going to be like tonight. Bit of a party. I think
2: it's going to be a lot
1: of yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of
0: laughs, a lot of, you know. <laughs> so, yes, um, you can see how excited, how happy they they, they were after that uh, um, after after that game. Um, for those for, for the full interviews of those, head over. Kim, a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio over at patreon.com forward slash enter sport radio. Um, I've got the full interviews on there. Uh, also, my thoughts um, around the game and uh, some stuff around the game as well uh, that, um, that's happened um, on that one. Um, Simon's confirming that the uh, Chiefs-Hurricanes match is on Prime at th- from 3 o'clock, which basically is just half an hour of build-up, folks. the um, kickoff is still uh, at 3.35. It's not a half an hour earlier kickoff on Prime than it is on Sky. Uh, the game still kicks off at the same time. <laughs> but um, did you watch the game um, last Thursday, Simon? Uh, I just saw the highlights. I saw about the last um,
2: uh, 10 minutes when uh, Matatu actually came back into the game and could have just stopped. could have almost... Well, got a draw at the end, right at the end of the game. But I think the conversion out near the touchline was just a little bit too much to ask for that uh, uh, particular player. The Australian player. I think it, I think it was who, who missed the uh, the conversion. But man, they'll they'll probably look at some uh, a few missed opportunities along the way. I will tell you what, I love the look of Grace uh, uh, Steinmetz. Um, who plays out in the out in the backs? God, she's got some good footwork
0: yeah um so McKenzie was the one who missed that conversion um out there on on the uh, on place out wide um but also you, you can sell you can see the difference between um, players like um uh, Kelly brazier um Porsche Woodman, uh, who, who are part of that um the, the, the sort of the, the, the seven setup uh full-time professionals uh, you can see the difference between uh, in in class and if, uh, and just awareness of 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 those um kind of players. Um, I do think Ruby Tui, um was uh, found it a bit more difficult to convert across the 15s and was getting caught out of position um, a fair amount uh, with that um, name, when to come up, when to be back for the kick, et cetera. Um, but uh, that's something that, uh, given enough games, she'll learn. Unfortunately, there's only two more games to go, and she's yep. dropped from the bench <laughs> for tomorrow. So <laughs> This is one of the big things, really, isn't it? Yeah, it? It is going to be over and done really, really quickly. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the Chiefs went out to, a, to to a lead in that first half, and basically spent the second half base, uh, defending. Um, and just couldn't get out their own half um, for that one. Uh, and uh, the um, Mataatu really came back well. And, the, and their head coach was talking about yeah, the other that they they know they can play the full eighty again due to player welfare issues. It was only thirty five minutes each half, um, which I didn't realise was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I did know that they were going to have the extended squads. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, and more uh, and, and more substitutions.
2: Yeah, I thought I, that caught me out as well. I thought I watched the last twenty minutes, but of course it was the last last fifteen minutes, wasn't it? So <laughs> uh, got got caught a little bit short short there. But it would have been interesting had there been another five
0: minutes in that game. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, that um, yeah, Matt would have come would have come would have come through mm-hmm. um, at the end there. I mean, A lot of defending, I say, by the Chiefs showed some real heart. Uh, but were yeah running out of steam at the end. Uh, and look, folks, they played last last Saturday. They played um, Thursday. They're playing tomorrow, so Tuesday, and then playing Sunday again. So it's a lot of games in a short period of time. You've also got the Hurricanes uh, who have basically got to safely shut up in the hotel rooms um, and uh, reading reports about their um, uh, their, their their media day, media session today, where they're saying, yeah, four days ago this game was not going to be happening tomorrow. So it's <laughs> um, it really is last minute thrown together the blues also weren't didn't have enough fit players for the um uh for pre-season game either so uh look there's been a number of um yeah just getting this happening now why not just delay the whole thing well because all these people are actually have got day jobs um, and there's only so much time they can take off from work to be at a tournament like this um they are down down there in Talpo. so i uh, say so follow me um, and uh, become a supporter. Uh, I'll be doing um, a bit of a kind of uh, uh, sort of podcast about my kind of a, a day at the rugby um, from me, and uh, whereas I'll, I'll, I'll sort of talk about my or well, my entire day really leading up to that. So um, become a supporter over at so New Zealand Sport uh, over at Patreon.com for NZ Sport Radio. Um, but Super Rugby is where. Um, i think we'll be spending most of our or uh, had a lot more games um, to cover um, at the weekend there and uh hayden yep we'll go well you go well too mate um uh, don't forget folks actually yeah do following us um at driving Mall on twitter um, new zealand sport radio on facebook and uh, youtube uh we're live at 8pm every evening sorry pm every monday not every evening, eight every, every Monday. Um, and, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do that.
1: Dear <laughs> not me, even, um, not even.
0: and, not every evening. Um, and uh, you can also listen to the podcast. Search for New Zealand Sport Radio on your favorite podcatcher as well. Um, for for that's that's all the socials kind of stuff that I have uh, was listening to the podcast today and thought I don't say that at the beginning. No one knows where to go find us. They have to stumble on <laughs> Oh dear me, but um. The uh, the weekend from a Super Rugby point of view um, kicked off um, with um, the Blues versus the uh, Highlanders, and um, Stephen, we talked about the previous weekend where the um, the Hurricanes versus the Highlanders was perhaps the perhaps the worst Super Rugby game we've seen in, in kind of living memory, uh, and I, and you you were on the on our old group chat going geez, this isn't so good in the first half. And then suddenly in the second half, some rugby actually happened, which was uh, <laughs> really did turn around, didn't it?
2: Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. I suppose we should maybe at least cut the blues a little bit of slack. They they had a few, uh, some really, really late-ish uh, changes that pretty much happened that afternoon. So that probably wouldn't have helped them. But boy, there were times they looked like they met in the car park and that's certainly not taking anything Away from the, the Highlanders, they had that one real opportunity, but once again they were they were hurt with injuries during the the, the first half, losing Thomas Imanga Jensen, who looked really really good when he was on on the field, and also the a bit of an injury to uh, Connor Garden Garden Bishop. So there was plenty of um <clears throat> excuse me disruption for the Highlanders as well. But uh, yeah, whatever was said at the break, um, it just came out, it just seemed as though both sides. Um, came out and played a little bit more rugby, but the Blues played more of the rugby than the Highlanders did.
0: Yep, um, picking up um, four tries in that second half. Um, there, um, a couple for, for Tame Plumtree, who had a real cracking game. Uh, he really did uh, did stand out. Uh, someone who, um, obviously, his name uh, is is so he's got a family name that's pretty that's uh, that's pretty famous already, uh, and signed to live up to that. Um, yeah, been kind of. Flying under the radar a bit until, but uh, that, I think that was probably his breakout game um, with this one. And you're right. I, look, all the teams are suffering with with, with COVID um, as well as injuries, folks. Um, Brad Weber could have a stretch. Apparently, have played at the weekend. Um, listening to the post match um, that Clayton McMillan gave, but um, they decided to trust their squad. But again, he, I think he uh, must have had some sort of COVID thing that that, made, that meant he disappeared and um, wasn't available um uh, for for some time um and look folks the we're sort of seeing kind of how thin these squads are sure the hurricanes um have been the uh the sort of the, the most impacted one um recently with with reportedly 20 odd players um being uh, sort of out through covid even though I mean, there's no official number um from the uh fr- from the team but you look at the blues i mean having to play um Bryce Hean at um uh, at 12. You're like, wow, this is a very thin squad when you're when you when you're putting your wingers into 12. Um I think all and obviously probably squads have got similar issues, Steve.
2: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned somebody like um uh Bryce Hean because I, I just thought he was struggling in the first half, but boy, he he like the rest of his team came out and looked a completely different player. But I suppose what tells you Paul Health. Where, where they were, were going in terms of uh, we talk about uh Tane Plum- Plumtree before. Remember he played for the Blues twenties, but you also had um you had uh uh Tavita Funaki, the uh reserve halfback as well, only a youngster, uh jo- Joseph uh, Ratumaveku, Nipkins as well as well. So they had a couple of young guys also on the bench. Soani uh Vikenna was on the the bench as well. So it just shows you that they actually had to do. Dig deep, so I suppose from Leon McDonald's point of view, I, I think he'd be pretty happy with his young charges, um, and more importantly, that they were able to get the job done despite all the late changes.
0: Yep, yeah, no, absolutely, and um, the as I say, it, every every team is 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 having to to, to bring in um, players um, to a greater diversity degree. Uh, you got to say actually that um, perhaps the Blues got off a bit lucky—18 penalties but only one yellow card. Um, during that game, 18. Jeez, um, that, is, um, that, that is a lot. But they really did just dominate territory in that second half, which basically meant that they won the game um, yeah. there with that one. Yeah, um, and, and, a, and I was going to say, Paul, a couple of really good
2: performances as well. Um, Stephen Perifetta has been really good at fullback, slotted into that first five, and it, it's almost like he just didn't miss a beat. And of course, Zan Sullivan. Gee, um we know he's got a heck of a boot in his game, but we saw a little bit of his his uh, his running running game as well. But I thought there were also good performances there from, from Dalton Papa lead Tame Plumtree. And um listen, just a, a a bit of a thumbs up for Kurt Eklund, playing some really good consistent consistent rugby at the moment and Sam Darry, who we may have had a few little doubts about, especially during NPC last year. is just coming on nicely.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely I mean, it's the the blues are um sure i guess what we kind of thought about pre-season was that they were going to be one of the top three teams uh in this competition and challenging um for it I mean, nocturnal rights is saying how blunt with the Highlanders attack when you take out uh, Peter Manga Jensen yep they, they they really are um are struggling um for for this one um so far as he says six tries so far for the um uh for, for the for the Highlanders and um only one by a back um, so far this season, and the um, the reason that I'm wearing my um, my, my Southland jersey um, was basically saying, basically because uh, the only good thing the Highlanders have done so far this season is actually have a good away jersey that, that, that's uh, that, that's honouring um, the Highlanders. Um, so um, yeah, look, it, it's been a a very very tough one, and look, if they don't win a game in uh, in this first half of the season, which is against all New Zealand teams, they could be in trouble of missing out on the finals. Folks, um, so the um, yes, they might beat the Australian sides when it comes to, to to that part of the tournament, but if they've lost all their games against the Kiwi sides, uh, they're going to have no points in the table. So um, things starting to look uh, really really worrying for them. And then we get news today that um, they've put back their media conference um, and uh, till to tomorrow because they've got so many cases of COVID, they might not be playing this weekend. Wow, um, and guess who they're guess who they're due to play this weekend, Stephen? Oh, yeah, knowing
2: Moana Pacifica, <laughs> knowing their luck
0: with uh, New Zealand starting <laughs> yes,
2: sort of to it's probably it's
0: probably MP. Yeah, yep, they're up against MP this season. Uh, they're up against uh, of uh, of Pacifica, supposedly <laughs> um, on, uh, on 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 Friday night um, as Moana Pacifica. Now that uh, as as the uh, the the, the this stuff article said Moana Pacifica and have now got themselves out of their COVID thing but they just can't find anyone to play. Um <laughs> which is really harsh. But it's true uh, unfortunately. I think I, I think I should get onto the phone
2: to Campbell at the Northern Union and see if he can uh, throw together a Northland team for a for at least a hit out match for uh for uh, Moana Pacifica.
0: Well you kind of say that but um Moana Pacifica is still basing themselves in Queenstown. Because they've basically said, "Well, you know what? We've got a lot of this COVID thing in New Zealand at the moment. If we um, if we go home and mix with our mix mix with our kids who are going to schools, we're going to get COVID." And surprise, surprise, what's happened to the teams that have uh, gone back to their homes? They're getting COVID. And one of these you had said was, "Yep, it was it's, uh, it was such a novel
2: idea to stay in the same bubble down in Queenstown, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah." they shouldn't have they shouldn't have moved and um you know i think it was always going to be a, a, an issue once they started moving around and that's exactly what we found
0: yep um so uh i i, I it's i i think it, it is it is um it's just a matter of time really for when I mean, obviously the, the hurricanes have had to miss one already um we say it looks like the Highlanders are in trouble um at the moment and to me it's a matter of time for the blues and the crusaders have similar issues as well um the uh, it doesn't matter what kind of uh uh precautions you take at training um at home if you're going to mix with family and if you've got kids who go to school you you've there's there's a, there's a possibility of you catching it so um the uh, yeah uh, as simon says he thinks they should have stayed in the bubble for another month Uh look i don't know how long it should have been for but um i think it is showing that yeah the, the bubbles are the way to make sure rugby actually or sport actually happens. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we'll have to see um, uh, kind of how this progresses. Uh, but yeah, the Moana Pacifica staying in that bubble down in uh, Queenstown. Um, looks like, it looks like, looks like to have been a very sensible move um, by them. Um, let's just hope they actually get to play somebody at rugby. Um, I agree. So, uh, that's a kind of uh, uh that, that, that's kind of uh the, the opening game then um we headed over the ditch for the rebels versus uh the uh brumbies um where i think essentially um what's um uh what what really uh kind of what what kind of happens what, what we expect wasn't it um the brumbies to beat the rebels kind of comfortably 17 to 36 um rob valentini Still looking, uh, looking very good this season. Oh. Um, yeah, he, he was he, he was
2: menacing. Um, we know that he's a very very good ball carrier, and and he showed that. Scattered, scattered a couple of uh, uh, players on his way to uh, to um, uh, scoring the uh, was it the first first try for the for the Brumbies, and basically never really looked back, and was just pretty much outstanding for the rest of the game
0: yep um i and once you've got a nice platform back within your backs like banks and um uh Wright and uh, uh mog they're gonna have fun aren't they um yeah. and boy they did uh, a couple of tries for Wright, another one for tom banks um look i i, I did actually what i not actually step and watch this game but i did uh I, I caught the highlights but um what i missed out on was some of the fun and games that happened at the end because the uh brumbies picked up um, three yellow cards, um, two of them um, after time was up. Because this one went on to the, 86, the 86th minute uh, when uh, the, the Rebels couldn't get over the line. Um, but um, So something clearly was going on. And I think there's been some question marks about refereeing at this point and uh, how things get slowed down and stuff. But um, look, I think the referees are, making a, are really making a big, a big effort this year to speed things up, Steve.
2: Yeah, oh, very much so. Listen, just just on the Rebels, I, I think there are there a side that probably sticks to their structures, but unfortunately, they they just don't score any tries. They just like even the way they started the game, a lot of lateral movement. They'll they'll go from side to side, win their rucks, but nobody's getting over the advantage line. And I think that's the real real problem for this uh, for this uh, Melbourne Rebels team. And uh, once again, you sort of look at it, only two tries. In the in in the second half, but if you if you look at how much possession that they get, they they get their wealth, they get their fair share of possession, but uh, just not good enough to take those uh, opportunities. Um, I just want to quickly mention a player from the uh, the Brumbies who's just improving every outing, and that's Nick Frost, the very um, tall lock in the middle of the lineout. Now Nick Frost was part of the uh, the Canterbury Under nineteen team. Um, a couple of, couple of seasons ago. So here's another one that came through the the uh, Crusader system, although he is an, an Australian boy. Um, but, gee, looks like he could go all the way to a, uh, a Wallaby jersey.
0: Yep. And I've uh, got funny thing we'll be talking about another um, guy who came through the, uh, the Canterbury system playing for a different uh, uh, um, Aussie province um, later on. Uh, Dr. Wright says that uh, Ione um, shows some go-forward for the Rebels. Um yeah, but I look, I mean two clean breaks to eight um shows you that uh yeah that they, they really whilst they had um their fair share of territory and possession, they um yeah they just didn't didn't break the line often enough um to cause the Brumbies any 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 issues. Um I followed up that one with an absolute cracker um that uh that ruined my picks for the weekend because um even though I might uh, live in um, Chiefs Country and get to more of their games than anyone else's. I just could not see them beating the Crusaders down in um, down in Christchurch, and uh, boy oh boy, um, went right down to, um, to 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 the wire uh, with this one, um, with the a, um, a try after the 80th minute um, to Perhipi uh, to 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 win it. But um, boy oh boy, uh, cracking game, Steve.
2: It was it was it was a very good game, and once again, it looked like one of those games with about 10 minutes to go uh listen once again the crusaders are going to find a way to win the game but uh, you know credit to the chiefs they stuck to their attack they kept, they kept attacking and I, and I must single out a player who when I when I first looked at these two teams I I sort of questioned whether Bryn Gatman really was the pivot to to guide this team around but I reckon on the night come the end of the 80 minutes I reckon he might have got the better of Richie Moan
0: the, well, he did not the scoreboard. Um, that, that's <laughs> that, that, that's for true. Um, and look, he's he's doing it because um, Joshuani isn't available. Uh, let's let's be um, uh, let's be honest um, on this one. And I did think missing Brad Webber, Joshuani, um that that um, uh, the Chiefs were going to be in a bit of trouble um, with this one. But um, uh, Xavier Rowe, and then also coming off the bench, um, Ratima. Uh, also, look, 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 look! Played played really well. Uh, Gatland went through the um, the full 80, uh, and he needed to really. There wasn't anyone else. Uh, they, they, again, because these squads are so thin, you're looking around that one going, "Wow, they don't have a um, a, 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 a proper 10 replacement." Ruse Rehana could do, but he plays more 15 than uh, than 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 10. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, so um, again, another one where. Um, That's uh, I say we're, we're thin. Uh, we're already seeing how thin some of these uh, some of these squads are. I mean, some of the, some of them are very deep in, break, in various places. Like I mean, the Chiefs' locking stocks are fantastic, uh, but in other places they, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have an injury and you're like, whoa, how, who's who's going to come in? Um, so um, the and I guess it, it, Xavier Rowe last season was his first season with with the Chiefs. He was the senior. Uh, scrum half in pre-season because Brad Weber, being an All Black, basically didn't turn up until about two weeks before the before kick-off because that's what the All Blacks do. Um, and uh, Cortez Ratama, this is his first time at Super Rugby, and then uh, the uh, and then they had another young guy um, out of Taranaki. And you're like, wow, your senior scrum half in pre-season has got one Super Rugby season under his belt. Ouch. <laughs> um, I, the I was about
2: to say the way Cortez Ratama came out and played. It was almost like he was playing his 20th or 30th game of Super Rugby. He just looked so comfortable when he came on, and I think he just added a lot of spark and just created a a little bit of a combination with uh, Peter Sawakula as well. Sawakula, I thought, in the first half was okay, but in the second half, just, just superb. And I just wonder if... <clears throat> that was having somebody like uh, Ratama, who's a, a renowned runner of the ball, and we saw that a couple of times. Look, he just looks a ball of muscle, and I thought he was very, very good. And, um, boy, when you want your All Blacks to stand up, well, in that pack, three of them did big time. Taki Ritalik, and, of course, Sam Kane only just proves that he still is the best seven in the country at the minute.
0: Yeah, look, uh, Sam Kane's got a lot of detractors, let's be honest. He's not a flashy uh, uh, um, number seven in the same way that someone like um, Artie Surveyor is. Uh, a lot of his work you don't see, but he, always, but he generally tops the tackle, tackle counts uh, and does a lot, a lot of hard work uh, that, you, that just doesn't go seen. Um, in that one, I mean, look, corset uh, uh, uh obviously w- w- one of the six um, provinces that I get to go to is Waikato. Uh, and there was a bit of surprise amongst some of the uh, Waikato staff that, court, that um, Xavier Rose started ahead of Cortez, uh, pre-season. Uh, and that, so, so Cortez look, is really highly regarded. Um, and uh, it's just a matter of getting opportunities at some super rugby level. There's a lot of good scrum hearts knocking around at the moment um, when you've got players like Fakatava, um, Triple T, um, who are both both kids still, or very young players, um, uh, at, at the moment. So, um, look. Uh, whilst I think if probably twelve is an area that um, New Zealand and perhaps actually rugby globally has it, it has got very few players at at the moment, nine is a place that is absolutely stacked with good players um, there uh, uh, at the moment.
2: And I, and I, and I think more, more importantly, it was mentioned during the the commentary that the Crusaders had made a play for Cortez Retama, so he. Obviously, decided to uh, throw in his lost lot with the Chiefs. He's a, he's a Waikato boy through and through. So, at the end of the end of the day, it may not be a bad fit.
0: And yeah, absolutely. It's, it's uh, some players. Um, it, it's good to get them away from home um, and uh, uh, away from an environment where perhaps they get they party too much. Other players, uh, it's it's good for them to stay at home where they got the support network around them. Um, we don't, that's what we're not close enough to know which one works for which players. Um, but uh, yeah, but it seems to be doing very well uh, in, his, uh, in, his, in his home province um, with that one. Um, so yeah, cracking game. Um, two teams I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the finals. Um, let's be honest. Uh, no, no New Zealand team um, has won all their games now. Every team has lost a game or lost at least one game so far. Which um, shows the competitiveness of, um, uh, of, of of this competition, or at least between the Blues, Crusaders, and uh, Chiefs um, at the top. There, uh, we'll get to see, I guess, how the Hurricanes are going um, because uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. I've taken a week off, uh, and what kind of team are they going to be able to put together for this weekend? Who knows? Paul, I was going to say it's not
2: a bad night at the office when. Uh... Will Jordan's name doesn't get mentioned uh, uh, too often when you're playing the Crusaders, but uh, you know he's always a, a, a source of um, um, of attack for the Crusaders, and he always creates uh, plenty of problems. Just originally in the first half, Chiefs a little bit guilty in terms of um, of kicking to him, but then they they realise you know what we'll just kick long and and behind him. <clears throat> And uh, just get a good chasing line. So I was really impressed. I was also impressed with Ethan Blackadder as as well. I thought in a in a losing team, he always puts in an honest effort.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a player who's come who really has come come through. Um, and uh, is I guess it's it, it's going to come down to what the All Blacks want from their number six um, as to is is he the right style of player? Is the balance across that black the, the back three correct? Um, with the uh, with probably well, less worse, Arty is probably going to be playing eight, uh, and you're probably gonna have so, and you want to have Sam Kane at seven. So, what do you need from your six to balance those two out yeah, is yeah. really the big question mark. Um, and uh, he could be the right kind of player. Mm. Um, moving on from that game, then, um, to after that one, we had um, the um, the Reds versus the uh, Fijian Drua. Now, another one. Um, that I'll be honest I didn't step and watch but um l- listening to all of the uh kind of the, the, the noise on social media afterwards was people just bigging up how wonderful the fijian drewer had been in this game um and when I sort of went to look through at um at, at the highlights and things it was like well the Reds kind of had this game in the bag um and seemed to be in control the whole time until um, I kind of uh, 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 until the uh, Fiji and drew managed to put three tries back to back. I mean, it was twenty eight nine at one point, and you're thinking this game is done and dusted. And you can imagine the Reds kind of switching off at that point.
2: Yeah, I think I think Brad Thorn and his coaching staff obviously thought the same thing as well. Paul, because they made a whole lot of changes, whole host of changes, with fifteen minutes ago. Um, you know, taking off the likes of uh, of, of James o- James O'Connor. Who we know how is important to that team, but it was, you know, it was just enough of a sniff uh, for the for the jury to get their dander up. And I'll tell you what, a real big change, and it's been a good pickup for them is Frank Lomani, their international halfback, who we we've, we've seen before in an Australian team. I can recall him running around for the uh, for the Melbourne uh, Melbourne Rebels. I think it I think it was a couple of seasons ago. Um, he just cr- created a lot of spark, and once they got their offloading offloading game going. Boy, they, they scored some wonderful, wonderful tries, and I think it was just a spectacular nature of those tries, uh, Paul. You know, a couple of them from from uh, from long long range, and boy, it was a real good watch. And I think it's something we all enjoy about the Pacific Island um, style of rugby.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they 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 did manage to even things up to twenty-eight all. Um, so suddenly, yeah, um, twenty-seven unanswered points were scored um, from them. Um, is, that, is that right? No, 20. Yeah. Whatever it was. Um, no, uh, sorry, 19 unanswered points. That makes sense. That's better. Yeah. 19 plus 9 makes 28. Yeah. Um 19 <laughs> unanswered points um did uh to to, to, to um so, to to come back into this one. Um the uh and you have got to say that um um not um not I've gone blank. I'm trying to think of who the uh, the fullback was. Um uh Pattaya boy, he did, he put in a, a very important tackle uh, in a position that a lot, of people, a lot of people think he is his best position. And that number 15 Wallabies jersey, I mean.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds.
0: Recently,
1: I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass
0: Tom Banks obviously had a good game for the for the Brumbies, um, but uh, it's definitely up for grabs at the moment. But that could be for um place because uh, I think that thirteen jersey is is quite crowded at the moment, and I think he's closer to the action than on the wing, for me. Yeah, yeah. So um, good to see uh, him get a, a run out at fifteen, and uh, and from, from what I saw through the highlights at least, looked like he uh it looked like he um he had a good game back there, unlike yeah. his opposite number. Uh, Mr Kerr who kind of waved a try in
2: Yeah I, th- I think it might have been written, he probably wouldn't want to look at the tape of those those partic- particular ep- efforts and he could probably learn something from uh, Jordan Pitya, um his tackle on Ratu Vai, ratu vai obviously had a, a little bit of in- inside support but decided to go for the, the big bump but got bumped over the sideline himself but he got a little bit of his own back a few minutes later by uh, hitting uh, Pataya in a, in a and a, and a, and, a, and a tackle just as he got the kick away, and it, I think it tickled up his ribs a little bit, as well. Just on Hunter Pasami, just an absolute beast on the night with uh, with ball in hand. The man is a handful, whether he's got the ball in hand or whether he's uh, he's defending. But uh, listen, all in all, a really really enjoyable game, and probably the one that the draw will look at. It just got away. Got away with them from the end, of course. Uh, Uru, who's a Fijian man himself, um, scored the scored the winning try for uh, Fiji, and then basically rubbed it even more by winning the uh, the lineup that the, uh, the Fij- Fijian boys lost. And uh, he he was they were basically interviewing him at the end of the game, and he said, "Listen, I always watch their eyes, and he had a funny feeling they were going to throw it to the front." Saying, he basically shut himself up to the front, got ahead of the jumper, and uh, and uh it was pretty much good night night, nurse. So I think a very relieved Reds outfit who were probably expected to win a lot more comfortable than the final score
0: ended. Absolutely, and they, they were winning comfortably, let's be honest, and until and until 50 minutes from the end, uh when uh and 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 this shows you how dangerous this team is if you're gonna switch off. They will <laughs> they they can play. Uh, and they will play if you give them time and space, uh, and yes. so that's um, uh, and and that's that, that's what the Fiji drew did, uh, and uh, I think the Reds won the game and uh, the Fiji drew won the fans, um, as they kind of say. Uh, but look, to get within one score of the champ of the, of the Super Rugby AU champions is a very good showing on their in their first year. So you've got to say chapeau, uh, sorry that's a that's a cycling a cycling term. But yeah, hat tip to the drawer. Um they yeah, they really they've uh, the they great great um, performance from them. Um finally then on Sunday we had the Royatars versus um the Force um with um, uh what has been uh I guess two sides that um we've been kind of impressed with this year compared to pre-season expectation. Um I, we kind of knew the Force was going to be better this year because they had, the, they had a proper preseason. The Waratahs, though, have um, have definitely um, surprised and impressed me with the um, their improvement on last year. Um, and this game, well, wow, the Force should have won this one, right? They had plenty of opportunities that second half, but they just could not break down um, this um, this Waratahs' defence. Um, and uh, I don't think I could... From, from my point of view the force have got no one else but themselves to blame in this one yeah well you could arguably
2: say there was a presence of the force but it didn't quite uh, it, it, it didn't quite basically uh, light itself up shall we say um, they started they started reasonably well but uh, in that first uh, 10 10 minutes or so but from there on out it was all the um it was it was all the the uh, The Waratahs, and um, when I mean the Waratahs, especially their uh, uh, two of their two of their loose forwards, who I thought were just Um, outstanding—Harris at number eight, Gamble, and uh, Sinclair, who's um, who's filling in for Swinton, very very good, and of course Holloway, who's a a former number eight, number six himself. He plays six, yeah, in in the middle in the middle row these days. Once again, just outstanding. Just gave them a, a lot of. A lot of go forward, and um, <clears throat> listen, we were able to for one of the few times actually see the the skills of um, somebody like Will Harrison at, at, at fullback. Who you know, I hadn't really seen a lot of his running game, but uh, boy, showed that he's got good footwork and just got himself in the right positions at times. And of course, they took their opportunities, and like the like the uh, Drew Reds game, looked to have that game wrapped, wrapped up, but definitely what you say, Paul, that last uh. <clears throat> that last quarter of the game was was all the force and uh, once again another team that will look back and think man we missed an, we missed an opportunity
0: yeah look at it's this game 22-7 at half time the Waratahs didn't score in that second half um they only um 38% territory basically yeah the second half they were just camped in their own half uh and the force just could not force could not force themselves through to um to score to get over the white line at, at the end of the day um Warat's did enough in the first half um to win it. Um and uh yeah looking um like a possibility of um of making the finals. Currently yeah, they're yeah, fourth for in the him. table. Warat's yeah, Paul Two.
2: <clears throat> you know. I think there was two or three line out drives as well that were basically <clears throat> that were turned over, you know, you know, one one you've got to be disappointed with, but two or three. You know, I, I don't think that's really acceptable at that le- le- level of rugby. I mean, to say, like you should learn from not getting it right the, uh, right the first time. Um, just in terms of some of the players I enjoyed watching, gee, I like watching Kyle Goodwin. Just a real good player. Once again, really, really good footwork. And, um, you know, always seems to uh, find, a, find a way through the defence. Really good footballer. Disappointment uh, for me that they just didn't get uh, Tony Pulu. In space or so one opportunity, we did we did see Matteelli uh take an intercept, but he got run down by uh, uh And I just wonder had Pulu taken that intercept, it might have been good night nurse pool.
0: Yeah, no, it's um absolutely. And I think um seeing Carl Goodwin at the uh, uh at the force, uh, the Brumbies I never really raced him, but I think he's uh, one of these players that has gone to somewhere new. Um actually was come back from from uh, from playing at Connett uh and in, in an environment I think that, that's that clearly suits him, um, which is nice to see uh, to see him. Um I was listening to um the uh um What a lad podcast today uh with um the interview with Elliot Dixon and one of the things he mentions about uh, going to the All Blacks camp is that um, they told him to be himself uh, and he was and then they told him and then some of the feedback when he got dropped was well you're not serious enough in camp. And he's <laughs> like Okay, <laughs> um, it's kind of like, you tell me to be myself, and then when I'm myself, you tell me not to be. So um, the and I, and I think that's probably is a uh, well, I, there's there's a, there's a question mark there about um, about a camp that where people don't feel comfortable and can't be themselves. Uh, as to how do you um, accommodate people? Um, I mean, Eddie Jones, and I, I know that I don't think um, that um, Eddie Dixon falls into this camp. Elliot Jones said, you, you can have one character in a squad." Uh, And that was that was James Haskell for him, um, who's definitely a very individual person. Um, But uh, but I I think you do need to have let people be themselves and breathe rather than just trying to. Everybody must fit this cookie cutter. And if you don't fit this, this mold, then you can't play, Um, which just to me isn't true. But anyway, yeah, I
2: was going to say Paul every team's had them. I remember the Blues with uh, with Ranger. Crusaders with the, the late Norm Norm Berriman, ironically, a couple of Northern boys. I know we're, we're not all fun guys, I can tell you that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's re- interesting. I do, I do agree. Every team's got to have a have a different mix, and if you've got a couple of
0: couple of characters in the team, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, and look, uh, um, Clay McMillan showed his frustration at Arcoy. <laughs> the, 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 there's a guy who really showed last year that he is a Super Rugby lock. Absolutely. Whether he's an Sash lock, I don't know, but he's definitely a a very good, super ugly lock. Um, But um, during training, um, he smiles and laughs, but clearly puts in enough training to be able to perform at the weekend. Um, And uh, because let's be blunt. You cannot perform at the weekend if you have not trained properly. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you, um, but, um, and it's a matter of, yeah, sometime as my way of dealing with pressure is to smile and laugh. And that's how I, I, I don't get angry and get into fights and games. I smile at people. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's a matter of being able to, to, to for, for coaches to be able to deal with different personalities. Um, and, and just say, look, people don't have to all be the same. But clearly, I say, Goodwin looks like he's in a place where he's really enjoying himself. Um, so, yes, that's kind of the weekend of, um, of rugby. One of the interviews I'm trying to get is with um, uh, Pisa Peter Akula. Because um, there's a player that um, we, we kind of mentioned him earlier, but two years ago, um, kind of burst onto the scene, and we, we, and we suddenly were like, kind of, who's the replacement for um, Kieran Reid? And we kind of had Makalei Tu'u, um, Soakula, and Hoskins Satutu all come through at the same time um, a couple of seasons ago. Last season, um, Makalei Tu'u kind of and, 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 and um, Soakula both had quieter years. Um, I think it's fair to say, uh, and, and didn't, didn't progress in the kind of way that we kind of the, 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 the bunches were perhaps expecting this year. So, really has hit the ground running at the beginning of the season. So, I'd love to love to understand what has he done during the off season. Is it something emotional that's working? Is it something that's that that um, physical? These changes, training technique, is it a mental approach to the game because he's done something clearly in the off season that means that he's actually able to play his best rugby at the moment.
2: One one question I'd I'd love you to ask, him, Paul, because uh, he seems to play all his game whether he's playing in the amber and black jersey for, for Taranaki against Auckland or indeed whether he's playing in the Chiefs jersey against the Blues, but he always seems to play really, really well against Auckland-based sides. So, I'd love to know what that is uh, that is that is all about. So, uh, you know, he definitely plays like he's got a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, and it's, I think, what he just showed on, on Saturday evening against the Crusaders, and just getting a little bit of consistency into his game, and of course, terribly dynamic off the yeah. back of the scrum, we know how, and that seems to be a, a real thing. With, with number eight set, at the moment, is that just that dynamic carry, carry off the back of the scrum. You know, even if we quickly switch back to the those Aussie Super Games, we saw Harry Wilson dynamic off the back of the scrum, Harris for the Waratahs. Boy, these guys are just so quick over the first 10 metres. Can be a bad thing as well, Paul,
0: especially when you run away from your support. Well, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, so, yeah, players who know when to slow down, is uh, it's amazing what a a great skill that is (laughs) to to let you let your support catch up with you. Um, Definitely. Uh, So, yes, folks, that's what that's uh, our our kind of little sort of chat. What We've uh, kind of uh, seen from um, from the last round. Let's look forward then to the next round. Um, Now, there's been a reschedule, folks, with the um, the hurricanes being given. Uh, an extra day to prepare for their game against the Chiefs. That game has been switched to Sunday, um, and uh, the uh, Crusaders versus the Blues has moved to um, to Saturday. Um, but uh, let's give you our predictions now then um, for the uh, for the games. Um, first up then, um, assuming that it actually goes ahead, um, because obviously we've been talking already about the fact that the Highlanders um, have, it sounds like, uh, have got COVID issues and will they be able to put a team together Highlanders versus Moana Pacifica. Um, with that news, and with the way that Moana Pacifica defended against the Crusaders, I'm tempted to go Moana Pacifica by three on this one.
2: I'll go the other way around, Paul. I'll go for the Highlanders. I, I, I still think they they should still have enough quality uh, to beat Moana Pacifica. They wouldn't want to be the first New Zealand um, team to lose to MP. Um, I think they'll get the job done, and I'm going to go 12 and over.
0: 12 and over. Wow. Um, look, look, the um, the Highlanders so far um, lost. Uh, so the record this so far has been uh, the loss of the Chiefs by 10 points, the Crusaders by 15, the Hurricanes by 7 and the Blues by 12. Um, yes, they should have too much for the uh, for for from um, uh, one. But I'm going to I'd say uh, with that COVID issue, I, I, my, my three dollars is, uh, is, is going on the men in blue. Um, actually, they're both in blue, aren't they? Sorry, the Moana <laughs> Pacifica boys in blue. Um, <laughs> then we have the Clash of the Titans over in Australia with the Brumbies up against the Reds. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is a tough one to call. Um, I'm going to go with the Brumbies because they're at home and they started the season better. Um, Brumbies by seven. Um, but the Reds are getting, uh, after a couple of shaky games, have started to get into their groove.
2: Mm. I'm I'm going to
0: go with you, Paul.
2: I think the Brumbies. I think they're just due to get one over the Reds at, at this stage, and you know, not a lot of love lost between these two teams. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to go Brumbies.
0: The um, well, I mean, the, the other argument is that they've got that uh, they've got the uh, they know how to beat the Brumbies um, with that one. Um, uh, then we have a Saturday afternoon game with um, the Fijian Drua Drua um, taking on the Western Force. Ooh, um, now this one is, um, in uh, well, it's a home game for the Fiji and Drua, so over in Queenstown, oh, Queenstown, sorry, over in Queensland, dearie me. Um, try, for, try, um New South, try New South Wales, like, oh, of course, it is. Uh, sorry, the Fiji and Drua are based in Queens, uh, uh, we're based on the Gold Coast, so I'm surprised, that's, but it, yeah, for some reason yeah. Why it is down in like, in like, oval, um, yeah, prob- probably because I'm, with all the, um, um, all
2: the floods, floods and what have you.
0: Yes, sorry, um, forgot about that one. Um, look, Fujian Drua beat the Rebels by five. Um, oh, against the Force, the Force should beat them. Um, so I'm going to go by th- Force by three. Um, but um, the, but but the yeah, the the, the Drawer, um showed in that ten minutes that if you don't keep on top of them, um, they they uh, they will. But it, it's going to be a narrow one, uh, as Simon says. I'm going Force. I'm going Force by three.
2: Um, yeah, the, the drill were very good good last week, but I, I think the force will I think we'll, they'll bounce back, they'll just have enough, but I don't think there's going to be a lot in this game I'm, I'm thinking maybe a margin of 7-10 to 10.
0: Yep Um We've then got the Crusaders um, hosting the Blues, and the Crusaders have just lost at home <laughs> Good luck, Blues Um I, I just can't yep. see it happening, Lightning doesn't strike twice, Crusaders by 7 for me, against the Blues
2: Yep, I'll, I'll go. I'll go along with that. I'll go one step better. I think the Crusaders by twelve and over.
0: Um, we've then got some a, a second game in uh, in Sydney um, with um, the uh, the Sydney Cricket Ground. Um, Waratahs up against the Rebels. Look, the, War- the Rebels are the worst team in the comp, um, and uh, the, so yeah, Waratahs um, by ten for me uh, in this one. Um, look, the Waratahs. Whilst I've, I've, I've said I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by them, etc., that's because impressed compared to my preseason expectations, which was yeah. they would lose every game this year, pretty much. So I still think they will be too like, much troubles.
2: I think they've I think they've recruited really well, but more importantly, I think some of the younger guys that they had first year guys like Harris, like uh, Will Harrison, they're all starting to. They're all starting to um, to basically stand up. You know, they got a big. They're actually a really, really big pack when you actually see them down at ground level or standing standing next to to other teams. So they've got a they got a bit to, and they've got a few guys to come back in as well. They were, they were missing their um, their halfback who, who who pulled out with injury, and of course they've still got the likes of Hooper to come back
0: in this yeah, it's team. The the captain is missing um, but yeah they've also as you say the recruitment's been well Ned Hannigan brings um, experience he's a Wallaby look he took a lot of flack but uh, when he was a Wallaby because uh, I guess people expect him to be more than he really was um, but I think it, I, look, he's, he's, he's a decent player um, he then asked Will Harrison who's he look he's just still a silly young kid mate we'll put you at 15 and how about you and Donaldson between the two of you manage the game rather than everything is on Harrison's shoulder. Shoulders, which is what it felt like last year, was that the entire the entire what um, Waratahs was okay, Harris. You have to lead us around the park, and if you don't get it right, we lose. Um, whereas I think that's um, so. I think that balance uh, has, has been good for them. So yeah, so Waratahs by ten for me. Um, finally, then the um, Hurricanes versus the um, Chiefs. Um, look, who knows what kind of team the Hurricanes are going to be able to put out, Bob Dunley. Um, and what uh, kind of um, shape are these players going to be in after they've come back from COVID? So, Mm. you've irrespective of anything else, um, you've got to go, you've you've got about the the Chiefs in this one. Um, I'm going Chiefs by 10. Yeah, I think they'll want to,
2: yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll want to keep it going. Um, that victory over the Crusaders just gives us so much, so much confidence. Um, I would imagine they'll probably have a few bodies, bodies back as well. I think that's the other thing that we we kind of understated with that win against against the Crusaders was uh, the guys that they they had missing, and you know when you consider they had the likes of Nankerville playing on the uh, playing on the on the wing there. Obviously, Gatland is not their number one ten. It's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, and look, uh, <laughs> and when we say that the. Uh, um... Again, this is another one of those things about the about. Like I keep saying about how thin these squads are. Alex Nagle is a one is a, is a really good Super Rugby player, but he's a really good twelve and thirteen. He is not a fourteen. <laughs> he's not a winger. Um, let, let's let let us let, be honest about it. Um, but he did a decent job um, considering what what he was yeah the the the, the, the he was put into. Um, we also had some Six Nations then um, to uh, to have a chat about. Um, uh, The uh, the fourth round uh, heading into the uh, last round at this uh, coming weekend, um, which uh, for those of you that don't like to sleep will be an absolute uh, humdinger um, because this weekend we have uh, Wales versus Italy at uh, 3.15 in the morning, followed by Ireland versus Scotland at 5.45am and then uh, France versus England at 8am on Sunday morning. So um, a a, a cracking um, lineup there. But let's just quickly look over the games from the weekend. Wales lost to France 9-13. Um, now, I think a lot of it is expected France to win by more. Uh, and looking at that scoreline, you'd say, well, wow, Wales were in this. But in reality, France got in front and they never really looked like not being in front. They didn't yep. run away with it, but they, it's one of those ones where they, where it's, uh, yeah, they, they always look, um, look secure.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, it was one of one of these games where it was probably played between the 222s as well. You know, a lot of lot, lot of high high kicking, and I just thought France really just did enough to sort of dominate that area. The one clear chance that um, Wales did get was from a from a from a cross kick and an inside pass. Had it gone to hand, I think it might have been Jonathan Davies put the pass down. Who knows what would have happened? But in reality, did they deserve to win? Uh, I kind of I kind of disagree with Dan, Dan Bigger, uh, the skipper of the day, who said, I oh, thought he thought they did enough to win." No, you didn't. I don't think you did enough. <laughs> I don't think you did enough enough to win. Um, although there was, there was some really memorable. I, I thought some really memorable performance. Um, Toby Falautau, I thought, was very very good on the on on the day. Like the look of the um, the halfback, which for Wales, who just escapes my. Um, just escapes me at the moment, but he's he's a huge uh, of a good. Thomas Williams, is that right? Yep, Thomas Williams. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, very, very, very good runner. But um, all all in all, we just never really saw enough of the outside backs. Probably the best being Cuthbert, who was who, who was pretty pr- uh, pretty good while he was on the on the on the paddock. Um, yeah, not much more than that. As as for France, not a bad thing when you can uh, play. You know, um, how can I? How, what's what well, I'm just trying to look for a good word to to actually come up with, Paul? Where
0: they, they kind of played within, played within themselves, within, right?
2: within themselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they um, they pretty much did what they had to, you know, to the point where you know, even DuPont and Intermac didn't really, really stand out, if you know what I mean. It was just one of those games,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, again, where they didn't quite click, but they still had enough. I say two just to, to, to stay. Slipe I mean, Faletau has, has come back from injury. He's had like three, I think it's his third or fourth game back, um, which shows what a class player he is. Josh Navidi as well. It's only his second game back, I think it is, from injury. Um, so, yeah, so Wales getting a few players back from injury. Look, Cuthbert, a player who was one of the most hated figures in Welsh rugby, um, his renaissance has been fantastic uh, and it's great to see. He never was as bad as, as people suggest. Um, even if I did uh, hear a story about when he was in uh, uh in Hong Kong um with the lions and was uh, was was out on the piss until like five o'clock in the morning he headed the game against the, the uh, against the barbarians um a game I went to and a game that really was a total waste of time and I'll never go to again but um the uh just two, two on side um but anyway yeah um happy for Cuthbert uh because that flack he's taken historically um Italy versus Scotland, twenty-two thirty-three. Look, yeah, Scotland, Italy have had too many injuries to be competitive at this point, unfortunately. Um, I've not seen the game, but uh, yeah, the scoreline doesn't um, particularly surprise me, and it didn't blow out. So, well done to to um, yeah, yeah. To Italy for keeping it keeping it yeah, sensible, they, even if they did have a try um, as the Hooster went.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think they're up. Uh, Scotland were up thirty-three ten with about. 20 20 to go, unloaded unloaded the bench and um, listen, credit to the Italians, they um, come back and scored a a couple of tries but like you say um, a really late one which gave them a lot more respectability
0: Yep, and then England versus Ireland Look, dead set red card all day long if you're going to tackle with your head at someone else's height and you headbutt them, however intentional or unintentional the uh, you're going to get a red card. Um, yep. Ryan went off the pitch, didn't come back off, didn't come back on. Uh, a player who has who's uh, a um is a, is a is a wonderful player. I mean, what had some sort of record like 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 20 or 30 odd games with with um Leinster and Ireland without losing. Um, was a fan, um, the uh, but has had some serious concussion issues. Uh, and this is another one to add to that. It was one of the things that let the many didn't go on the lines tour. Yeah, dead set red card. I don't see what anyone has got any problems with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I've 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 got no issues with the red card my my um my only issue is, is is just in and around um you know keep keeping the contest and and for me it's just about having having that player replaced but that's another debate for another day because it'd be remiss of me not to say I personally thought this was the game. Of the weekend in terms of in in terms of intensity, it was a test match of the highest order. You got to give England a whole ton of credit here um, to have stayed in this fight against what is a very very good Irish team at the moment. And um, I must admit, with 19 minutes to go, I thought the upset was on the cards because we, England, were basically winning the battle. They were winning the aerial battle. Um, and that was basically keeping in the game. And, you know, for them to stay in the game, you've got to have your world-class players stand up. And in that case, that's exactly what England had. The likes of Mario Toji was just absolutely sensational. Jamie George, I thought, was very good. but I thought the English scrum, <laughs> even despite being down a man... Just really, really impressive at scrum time. And if you're an English supporter, it's a, it's a performance you should be really, really actually quite proud of. I mean to say, sometimes that that final scoreline, that final try at the end, I thought to myself, probably just blew it out a little bit more than what it was. And I'll tell you what, with 20 minutes to go. If you looked around at the coaches, we all know how stoic Eddie Jones is. Well, if you looked across the, Andrew, Andrew Andy Farrell, well... I'll tell you what. The, his face was almost cast in stone, and I think that just shows you how concerned they were with twenty minutes to go.
0: Yeah, it was fifteen all at that point. I, I'll be honest. I gave up at half time and went. So I went back to bed. Um, the uh, needed the sleep. But it, it, I mean, look, England kept themselves in it. Uh, but it, I always felt that Ireland would uh, that uh, look with the extra player would come through in the end, um, which is what kind of which, what, which is what kind of happened. Um, with the, sort of those um, seventeen points in the uh, the last fifteen minutes, uh, which as you say, which made it balloon out. Um, but that's what happens when you've when you're having to do all the extra work for an extra player, is yeah. that you you've yeah. run out of steam at that point. that kind of point, and, and 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 good sides will then find their way through. And Ireland is a good side. And
2: and, and yeah, you know, that's
0: what Ireland.
2: Um, they actually showed some composure. It would have been easier to have lost your lost your composure, but a couple of, couple of changes. They brought Connor Murray on. Once again, we know what a good high-kick game he's got. They won a couple of key battles, and of course they moved a little ball, a couple of inside passes, and one player who I am so impressed with, he was so good against the All-Blacks, he scored that wonderful try. Um, when he carried is Caelan uh, Dorris, who's, what, only 22, 23 years old, former... Uh, Island um, under, under 20 plays for Leinster. Jeep is at six foot four. This kid's got a really, really big career in, in front of him. And I think he fully appreciates the way the modern game or the way the modern six actually plays. Very, very good performance. But you speak of other good performances. Probably Jameson Gibson's Parks uh, best performance in an Irish jersey. I'm, I'm pretty sure though. Andy Farrell probably wasn't overly pleased with him when he took a quick tap uh, when the score was, I think it was about, was, was was 15 all, and it amounted to melt. But I'm saying that he took a quick tap in the first half, which uh, resulted in a try to Hugo uh, Keenan. And also James Lowe, is he the one that uh, got away from New Zealand rugby? Well, I'll tell you what, he's showing he's got a good skill set uh, for international rugby, especially with that left foot. And he's just taking every chance. And... Um, I think probably at the end of the day, I think Ireland won't be completely happy um, how they how they won, but I think they'll be more than happy that they got the job done.
0: Yeah, exactly. They got the job done. Uh, they're going this last weekend, and so let's run through those three games. I mean, Wales versus Italy. Look, uh, Italy just sort of lost by 11 points to Ireland. Um, at home, Wales, uh, they've got to travel to Wales. So you've got to put Wales by 15 um, for me um, on that one. What's your, what's your number because that's gone be as Wales have got to be yeah I'm, I'm,
2: I think that's a good number Paul I'll go 18 plus
0: um Ireland then um play um play Scotland who have been a bit up and down I mean look at home um they've been uh, that some um, they, they beat England by three but some um, have lost lost to France at home um but again they got behind and we're never going to catch up um the uh, they lost the way to Wales by three points this island side is way better than this Welsh side um so I'm um, yeah, comfortable to put Ireland by 10. And again, perhaps I should go a bit more than that.
2: No, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. I'll go 12 and over.
0: Um, and then you've got France up against England for the, uh, the Grand Slam. Um, so far, they've uh, beat Italy by 27 and Ireland by six at home. Um, and away, Scotland by uh, 19 and away to, to Wales by four. Look, I can't see them having another quiet game like they did against Wales. This is at home. In front of their own crowd, up for the grand slam, um, yeah, France by fifteen.
2: Yeah, they'll they they definitely know what they have to do. And I have a funny feeling that they the only thing for the French will be the pressure, knowing that they have to win. Paul, I, I think the good thing good thing for England's point of view, they're out of it, so they can go they can go there with nothing to lose, and basically play with gay gay abandon. I I, I suppose the only thing for the English. Uh, just in terms of the physicality of the game that they played against Ireland, how much have they got left in the tank after after that performance? Um, so based on this, listen, the French haven't won the Grand Slam for how many seasons now, Paul? Lots, lots.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> I, I think there could be. A, I think there could be a party in Paris on a Saturday night, mate. Very I
0: think there is now. If you look at the, the uh, using Super Brew, look at the historic results, um, you can see that uh, uh, the, the, the French wins haven't been that frequently, um, over the, over, uh, over recent history, and their biggest win has been by seven points. However, uh, this is a team that's maturing, uh, and uh, yes, and I think uh, um, now, um, is uh, uh is is uh, is there kind of time or from well i think a lot of people Got people are talking about them being favorites the world cup but i think it's perhaps a little bit premature um because it's not done it at that state that level before but uh, so perhaps 15 is a bit high um but um or perhaps i'm just a, a depressed englishman um who is uh just just just, just yeah knows that you're going to lose uh which is a bit of a problem um Cool. Uh, that's uh, how things are. So I will be at the Super Rugby Alpaki tomorrow. So uh, become a supporter at patreon.com forward slash enter sport radio for all my coverage of that. Uh, and that my my day out at the rugby um, podcast. I'll also be there on Sunday as well um, for the uh, final round of Super Rugby Packy as well. So uh, look, do help support me, folks. Petrol is not cheap at some of the moment. Um, let's be honest, even uh, with whatever announcement has come out today. Um, so uh, it's going to cost me a bunch in petrol just to get to Hamilton and back again on both those days. So um, if you could support me, that'd be much appreciated. And um, Stephen, uh, are you another day at home on the sofa watching rugby? And he's still on mute. Go
2: on. <laughs> Sorry I'd basically switched off. <laughs> Sorry about that mate. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll probably probably be on the couch. I'll, I'll just see where I am. I might get out and watch a bit of pre-season uh club rugby. I'm, I'm basically hearing that uh Auckland club rugby and both Auckland and Northern club rugby probably pushed back to a mid to the, mid to late April start for the uh, new 2022 season.
0: Uh, from a and from a Thames Valley point of view, I think it's looking like the same as last year where they're gonna have their um uh, coast versus country um sort of split uh, tournaments to start off with, uh and then uh, have, have the other tournaments. So um I'll be back at I'll, I'll obviously Miss Training tomorrow night because I'll be at the Suburbia Packy, but I'll be back at training on Thursday night. Obviously not actually running around myself, but um just there to to watch and uh help the kickers with the with uh, with, with collection of balls and um and have a beer or two is 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 my goal so um uh, folks um enjoy the rugby don't forget to follow us at driving mall on twitter now which is where i kind of uh, is, is where i kind of live um and become a at um, patreon.com forward slash nz Sports radio cheers have a great week catch you all next time